Welcome, everybody, to episode 359 of the RV Podcast, and we've got RV News of the Week. We've got questions and answers, product reviews, and... And if you're thinking about being a snowbird, we have some suggestions that might help you with that process. Welcome, fellow travelers. It's time for another episode of the RV Podcast. Answering your questions, sharing tips, suggesting great trips and off-the-beaten-path adventures, and always staying on top of the RV lifestyle news you need to know about with great interviews and inside industry information. Here's your hosts, award-winning journalists Mike and Jennifer Wendland. Hi, everybody. Mike Wendland here with my lifelong traveling companion and my bride, Jennifer. And it's delightful to be here, and we're glad you're able to join us. We are in Florida, uh, have been here for, uh, I guess this is starting week two. And uh, what's the heat index out there today as we're recording this episode? It's very warm, isn't it? 107? Something like that. But uh, the humidity is 80%. And uh, we did a check. I was at the dog park with Bo this morning, and all the guys were saying, oh, I bet you wish you were back in the north. And I said, well, as a matter of fact, and I called up uh, Siri, and the humidity back in Michigan was 92%, only 80% here. So it's pretty miserable there, too. Well, you'd never believe that because it seems a lot warmer. It does. It seems we've watched at least two people overcome with heat exhaustion out on the beach out that way. Certainly need to be aware of the weather conditions. And uh, if you're not used to the heat, or even if you are used to the heat, it's hot. It is hot. And, you know, what's the big thing? you got to have fluid, right? So, Lots of fluid. So um, that's uh, just a little word to the wise. The weather, we'll talk a lot about the weather in the News of the Week segment coming up, but it's been, been crazy. Uh, let's make things a little lighter, though. Let's start with our uh, picture of the week. And this was uh, kind, of a, kind of a fun picture. Uh, you ever been so tired that you don't want to miss something, but you really don't have a lot of energy to go out and do stuff. <laughs> well, uh, check this uh, photo. This was sent uh, on our RV Lifestyle group by Lynette Doran Millies. And as of her pooch, I think that's her pooch, who's got the screen door partially <laughs> open. <laughs> but uh, his eyes are shut. Eyes are shut. He's, a, he's sniffing, but doesn't want to miss anything. That is our uh, our picture of the week, and uh, for those of you who are listening to the audio version of the podcast, you can find that, of course, on uh, on uh, YouTube, uh, the RV Lifestyle channel on YouTube for the video version of the podcast. Best thing to do is just go to the blog, rvlifestyle.com. We have new content on that blog every day. Just go to the blog, and uh, we embed a video version of the podcast, and we have the audio version as well. And, of course, you can listen to the podcast on your favorite app as well as you're driving. Um, the other thing we want to show you is something that we noticed at one of our favorite campgrounds uh, in uh, Kentucky. It's a KOA. It is, and they have some great things to rent if you need something to rent. You don't have an RV and you want to spend the night at their campground. I suppose even if you did have an RV and you wanted to... Uh, was it glamping? Do some <laughs> glamping. Uh, this is at Horse Cave, Kentucky, and we were so impressed that you went and asked to get a key out of it. So we could go inside and look. I'm a bit no nosy. So uh, we shot a little video of it. We actually did about a 15-minute live video on Instagram. It's a good time to remind you that we uh, I'm RV Lifestyle Mike, RV Lifestyle Jen, 
And Bo even has an Instagram page. Bo, the RV elk hound. So, <laughs> but we put it on Instagram. We did a live shot there. But we also shot a little video with sound. And again, I, I, the video folks can see it, but I think the audio folks will be able to, to get a, a, a good look at it. Uh, you all know about uh, KOA started that whole camping cabin movement. Mm -hmm. And that's everywhere, right? That's everywhere. Everybody has added cabins to their campgrounds, it uh, seems. And they have some at this Horse Cave, Kentucky, which is right near Mammoth Cave. Uh, very popular. One of our favorite stops as we're going up and down I-65. But this uh, time, they have added something pretty cool. They have added four covered wagons with air conditioning and uh, twin beds, bunk beds for the kids, and a king-size bed, and uh, everything except uh, an indoor bathroom. Well, let's give them a tour. A huge part of the camping movement that we've seen in the past few years has to do with these. You've seen them in campgrounds all over the country, camping cabins, and of course, KOA, they're the ones who kind of pioneered that, and now every RV park has cabins like that. Big part of the rental. But KOA is moving forward. We're at Horse Cave, Kentucky, and check this out. Not a cabin, a covered wagon. And I want you to see the view that you get from this covered wagon. Look over this way. It's like a meadow. You've got a full patio, a really nice gas grill over here. Check the picnic table, the chairs, a fire pit, and this awesome Kentucky landscape. Now, this morning the cows were out. I don't know where they are now, but uh, must be in the barn. You can but usually watch cows up there. You can there. watch the cows. Is, is this cool? But, Mike, you've got to bring them inside. I got a key so that we could go inside and look at this, because I have been very curious about this. There's a whole bunch of them in there a line here. So it's locked. You open the door. We've got our shades. And is this cute or what? You got bunks? We got bunk beds. We've got a king size bed. It's air conditioned. Oh my gosh, it We've is air. We've got lights. We've got our microwave, refrigerator, coffee Check maker. This. Very wow. cute. Got some coffee and some tea and different things there. Two comfortable chairs back here. A reading lamp. And it's so nice and cool in here. I even like the light fixtures. This really is now, not. Now, if I can say that bunk beds, that ladder, that is a safe bunk bed. And this then, is beyond cute. And then outside, the meadow. And if you're worried about uh, the bathroom, the bathroom is just a short distance to the left. It's not but, that far But let's away. show them this. Look, you can see all the other cowboy wagons. And we would take you for a tour, but there's people in there. There's a tree, Can you see tree here? houses. They have two tree houses, but they happen to be booked right now. They put a camping cabin oh. up as a tree house. This is so cool. They have two tree houses. If you don't do steps, you wouldn't be interested in the tree houses. But they're built up to look like trees for support, and they have two cottages up high in the trees. Now, when you mean steps, it means there's a lot of stairs going up. A lot up. of stairs so, to go up there. No, but it's uh, it's pretty neat. It's very it's very fun. Now, and I thought one of the things that you made in the when we did the Instagram live report is that lots of times you want to share your camping adventure with friends and family, but they may not have uh, an RV. Well, this is a great way to do it, right? Right. The, you want to meet some friends or the kids want to meet you someplace or whoever you want to meet and they don't have an RV, this is the answer.
Did book you? ahead because these things are neat and they're booked up. The temperature inside that RV or inside that covered wagon was uh, 66 degrees. They had the air. It was really hot there, too. And uh, it was so quiet. Uh, we had run our air conditioning in our RV the night before, and it was so loud. Uh, we couldn't even use it to record some narration that we had to do for a video. And, uh, man, I could have been talked into staying in that covered <laughs> wagon. Anyway, that was, uh, that was pretty fun. Uh, one thing, I don't know how many of you saw our Ask Us Anything this past Sunday night. We do Ask Us Anything every Sunday night uh, on YouTube and on Facebook. It's a live hour-long show where you talk about we talk about the RV lifestyle. And we were in the midst of one. We were at a great little uh, camping, the Hideaway Camping Retreat. Uh, it's on right off Highway 98 in Navarre, Florida, right on uh, Santa Rosa Sound there uh, overlooking the Gulf beautiful place uh and we did our live shot from there and right as we were talking and answering your questions Bo, who was tied up in front tell him what happened i looked and Bo had something in his mouth he was eating something and i thought oh that looks like a shrimp tail or something and i thought well this isn't good i don't know what he's eating but i don't want him eating it so i jumped up and now, there was some question about you jumping up because the table was very wobbly and we first both sat down before we went live the table almost flipped over so i was really worried but man, am I glad you did get up. I'm glad that I got up and that I saw what he was doing because it was a fishing lure and it had a great big hook on it and it, it would have hurt him. It, it was very, I was very grateful that I saw him eating this. Yeah, and uh, we got that out. Uh, he dropped it. Bo's pretty good about leaving it when we tell him. But Either that or he tries to swallow it as quickly as possible. Yeah. It goes one way or the other. And that would have been terrible. And not just for him, but I mean... Um, Somebody walking by barefoot, which you do, or with flip-flops, you could have easily got that caught in your foot. So it's it's a reminder to look around. It is. Whenever you get to a campsite, don't just presume that it's safe, especially if you have pets or if you have little kids running around or even yourself if you tend to go barefoot. Check out the space around you. Look everywhere because no matter how great of a campsite it is, they can't catch everything. And you don't expect to find a fishing lure in your campsite yeah and, and we have nothing but good things to say about that campground uh because you know you wouldn't, wouldn't see that necessarily and we don't it was kind of even in the dirt and mm -hmm. dug it up but uh doing a, a good careful inspection of the area around your campground is pretty important hey a few weeks ago we were talking about answering questions about uh how much wiggle room there is when you're buying an rv doing negotiations remember that i do remember that and uh, somebody we, gave us a yeah, good answer we actually about got, wiggle room we got a couple questions and we asked people all right if you bought an rv lately drop us a note and tell us you know did you get a discount what was it like and we got two that we want to share we got a couple more responses um this first one is from chris williamson and uh, he says, uh, hi, my wife and I are about to venture into the RV world. I've had experience with RVs. Uh, uh, we've had them before, but uh, I'm soon retiring. And I saw your podcast where the question was asked about the discount. Well, we just ordered a 2022 Renegade Vienna with a Renegade 25th anniversary paint scheme, uh, MSRP $181,398. And we got a for a price of one hundred and sixty-one thousand, one hundred and seventy-four thousand. So that's almost twenty percent off the price. 
that or twenty. I'm sorry, twenty thousand, a little over twenty thousand dollars off the price, and that would work out to probably what about fifteen, seventeen percent discount. No, he says it's a little over eleven percent off MSRP. He did the calculations. I was trying to do it in my head. <laughs> You're so, in trouble there without a calculator. So I was listening for one eighty one, and he got it for one sixty one. 11% discount off of MSRP. Uh, and that's before tax and title. Uh, the dealer had a documentation fee of $244. Can you imagine you're paying a paperwork fee? Uh, but there's a lot of paperwork involved in buying an RV. And uh, he got them to add that to the discount too. Uh, he said, no deal if you add that document. And so they took it off. Uh, and he bought that in uh, Robertsdale, Alabama. So about 11% discount off of his. That's a pretty good price. That's a very good price. And what you really don't like is there's sometimes like about a $1,000 fee just to check the thing out to make sure everything's working right. Oh, I've And you're just like, why am I paying money to make sure that this is working properly? It should work properly. I shouldn't have to pay a fee. We've even heard of some dealers who charge you a fee to give you a walkthrough before you take possession. You don't want to deal with people like that. Don't do not do that. Uh, we got one other one uh, about a question. This came from, um, let's see, Eric, Eric E. And he says, I saw your episode where you talked about, uh, uh, about uh, buying an RV, and I wanted to share my experience. We ordered a new 21 Northern Light uh, truck bed camper, which is built in Kelowna, West, West Columbia, I'm sorry, Coloma, British Columbia in Canada. I got no deal on the price because we ordered it. But even if you bought one of the ones on the lot, and he bought it in Colin, Michigan, uh, that's where they ordered theirs, zero wiggle room on price. So he got no wiggle room. I paid $54,000 for this, which included, he says, all the tie-downs needed. Kind of pricey, but it's really nice. Uh, ordered near the first of July. Took delivery. This will take delivery. Took delivery. He ordered the first of July of 2020, and he took delivery the second week of November 2020, which wasn't too bad on time. But uh, no wiggle room in the case of Eric. So there's a couple of reports that come in, and it's obviously uh, everybody has different experiences. But one no negotiation. The other one got about 11 percent discount. So. We hope this is helpful to people. It's good to so, know. So check it out. Do the best you can. Get out there and uh, compare. Now should I, I guess I can tell everybody we have a, a guide, a book on how to buy an RV, which gives you all sorts of tips on how to negotiate out those prices to get the absolutely best price. Uh, you can find that uh, on our, uh, our Go Shopping page, and we'll put a link here in the in the video and in the show notes description. But um, if you are shopping for an RV, show season's coming up. Hershey's coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, you want to do the best you can to get what you what you can off of it. And as we saw with uh, uh, at least one of those guys, uh, there is some wiggle room and some, some dealers. And you really do want to hit a show, a big show like Hershey, where there will be a lot of different vehicles there where you can see you know maybe you have your mind all made up that you're going to buy a certain thing you get to that show and you'll discover something that you hadn't even considered or thought of before so we can't recommend these shows enough to go inside to sit inside to try out lay on the bed see if they're comfortable sit there and think where would i store everything that i think i need to take with me shows are awesome yeah it makes us a little uneven, un, unnerved when we hear of people who bought a new RV 
sight unseen online. It's just not a, that, it's too big of a, of a price and there's too many things that you really can't tell until you try it out and for size. So Yeah, too bad we can't take Bo inside RVs, huh? <laughs> see, see, <laughs> see where, Bo, see where Bo can sleep, where he will fit. Bo, do you like this one? Yeah. Well, we've got lots of RV news of the week and we'll be back with that right after this. Tired of overcrowded campgrounds, competing for reservations, paying high fees for sites? Well, ownership is an emerging trend in RVing that might be right for you. Jennifer and I visited The Landings, a lakefront community just west of Nashville, Tennessee, that offers incredible lakefront RV properties up to 70 times the size of typical RV lots with frontage on the biggest lake in Tennessee. We loved it. The scenery is breathtaking and you own it outright. Not a timeshare, your property, your way. You can have your own private dock. You can landscape, garden. They're pet friendly. It's gated and secure with high speed internet. There's even free RV and boat storage. A wonderful place to make your home base. No more calling around for reservations. It's ready whenever you want. Dockable lakefronts starting at only $59,900. There's financing and big discounts on multi-lot packages. For information, visit rvlakes.com. That's rvlakes.com. All RVers need specialized emergency transportation coverage to cover air and ground ambulances, return to home services, and vehicle return. You only have a 68% chance that those services will be completely covered by your major medical. The sad reality is that a lot of people believe they have that coverage, but it turns out most carriers that claim to cover air ambulances only cover you for a hospital-to-hospital transfer and offer no coverage to get you to the initial hospital in the first place. The truth is 68% of air ambulances are hospital-to-hospital. Here's a map of all the places in the U.S., that getting to the hospital in the golden hour is not possible without an air ambulance. And with an average cost of $52,481 for an air ambulance, why would you take the risk? Go to peaceofmindforrvs.com today and take a look at the true emergency transportation coverage they offer that covers it all. The coverage can save your life and your life savings. Check it out, peaceofmindforrvs.com. Jennifer and I are members, and we urge you to consider it too. Peace of mind for RVs.com. Welcome back to RV News of the Week. Well, in the news this week, again, it is the weather and those continuing wildfires. Uh, we've been reporting on them, I think, every week this summer so far, and they are still really bad. Uh, as we record this episode, 94 wildfires burning, uh, but add to that, uh, down in the south, southern states, we had Tropical Storm Fred. Mm-hmm. Uh, up in the northeast, we had uh, Tropical Storm Henri. There was flooding. There was wind damage. And in Tennessee, oh, my goodness, middle Tennessee, uh, the reports are just horrendous. We were just there uh, a, a month or so ago. And uh, those are the very areas that we were in just have been suffering horrible floods. And we met some of the nicest people there. Not that there aren't nice people everywhere, but we went, oh, no, because we had just camped there and interacted with quite a few folks there. Good people. Uh, Out west, uh, all these fires have been burning all year round, and the big one, of course, is that uh, Lassen Volcanic National Park. Uh, How much of that has been destroyed? I think they said a third of the whole national park has been destroyed 
by those wildfires just at the at Lassen uh, Volcanic Park. That is just horrible. Be careful when you're traveling. Find out what the local conditions are. Try to avoid smoke. You don't want smoke coming into the RV because any bit you inhale is those fine particulates that can cause lung damage, particularly if you have a compromised system and your lungs are sensitive. So the weather continuing to be a big story. Uh, and there's a there was a story out in Utah that was pretty amazing about a hailstorm. Yeah, can you imagine that? A family was uh, camping in Utah, and unexpectedly, a storm came through, and uh, they sought protection under their awning because there was a little bit of rain, and you know, going to stand under the awning and let it just pass by and the rain got heavier and then hail started to come and then the hail got larger and larger and it was breaking through their awning and it it hit one of them and uh, caused them to bleed. They had to take care of some blood issues with being hit by hail and it sounds quite unpleasant. They shot much of it and you you will show the video in the video version of the podcast. Hail the size they said of tangerines which, you know, that's... That's a pretty good size Those of tangerine. tangerines are pretty good. They're I mean, that big, right? you're out there having a great family vacation and everything's great and wonderful. And then who's going to expect a hailstorm? Yeah, man. Is this episode being uh, released on the 25th of August, 2021? We can tell you that it's free admission to national park and national park service sites uh, today. So... They do that 423 different sites. 423 different sites. The national parks are no fee to go in. They're celebrating also their uh, 105th birthday this year. The national Park Service set up in 1916 by President Woodrow Wilson. Um, but wasn't Yellowstone the first national park and it wasn't that set up before? Yes, Yellowstone was the very first, quite a few years before we got all the other parks. Lots of special events being held. Uh, If you can't get to a national park, go to the National Park Service website. And so don't forget, August 25th. Today. (laughs) No charge to get in. So if you're near a national park, go there. Take advantage of it. Yep. Uh, Here's everybody's worst nightmare if you travel. This happened uh, in Colorado. And you know everybody has dash cams on now? And the guy was uh, sitting at the light, and he watched a big Class A go through this intersection, towing a Jeep. And? And uh, he saw some sparks, and then all, lo and behold, your nightmare, if you tow, is the Jeep broke loose. So he chased him down and jumped out and was able to uh, stop the Jeep, get it under control before it went out into heavy traffic. Well, actually, was, wasn't it, it the, the video shows it going into another lane <laughs> and it was slowing down and it was like stopping on cover. He got out of his vehicle, ran over, jumped in and got it back. It was drifting then into the another lane. And uh, But the, the most amazing part, they got this all on video, but the most amazing part is uh, the guy who was towing the Jeep didn't have a clue. Yeah, that's scary because that I can see where that could happen. But what a brave person to yeah. jump out of his car, and then his wife took over driving their car, and she caught she, the she, people she at the RV the, and said, "Are you missing something?" She says, "We've got your Jeep. <laughs> it's back there, and nothing, no damage, uh, no damage, thanks to that person who uh, handled the situation." Yeah. 
I love dash cams just for something like that. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of when we were at the dog park and somebody was taking their pet to the dog park in a truck and the dog jumped out of the truck and the guy didn't know that his, his dog was gone. His dog jumped out and, he, and then he continued on the truck and he drove all the way around and came in and you know, had to go around a roundabout and into the dog park and, and his dog jumped out of the truck, didn't get hurt. And, Incredible, uh, it didn't get made hurt. Made his way to the dog park. By itself, so yeah, yeah. But he said, "Are you missing something?" Yeah. Um, one last story, and uh, as we've been kind of predicting, if you're a Canadian, we're hoping if you were hoping to get into the U.S. Uh, for non-essential travel, uh, that uh, travel ban for people from Canada coming to the U.S. has now been extended until at least September 21st. I think that would make the Canadians a little upset since people from the states can go into their country but they can't come here they can't come here and of course this is all because of that delta variant and rising covid 19 uh, cases uh, around uh, uh, north america and particularly the u.s uh, um, but a lot of canadians questioning the fairness of that uh, the canadian border has been opened for americans going in since august 9th and thousands i guess have gone into canada and are enjoying it right now but Normally, let's see, when was it? Americans crossing over in 2019 was 1.6 million people crossing. And then none, of course, in 2020. So uh, a lot of them heading over now. But uh, hopefully you Canadians can get down here by, uh, by September 21st. And uh, that's our news of the week. And when we come back, we've got some questions that we want to answer. So please stay with us. When we're on a road trip, we always seem to find a way to stop at a Camping World Center. There are over 225 Camping World locations across the country, and there's always one close by when we need parts and accessories for our RV or just want to shop. In fact, uh, we have so much fun with uh, Camping World, and as we talk about it as one of our sponsors, they have agreed to offer a 10% discount if you use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10. When you buy $99 or more in merchandise, you'll find everything you want from outdoor furniture and appliances, the ones you see us use in our videos and that we talk about here in the podcast. RV extras that include everything from camping chairs to fire pits, electrical accessories, must-have gadgets. Check them all out. And again, don't forget, use the coupon code RVLIFESTYLE10 when you visit CampingWorld.com. Have you had it with overbooked, overcrowded campgrounds? Then check out Harvest Hosts, where RVers can overnight for free at more than 2,400 wineries, farms, microbreweries, golf courses, and attractions. Harvest Host is a membership service for those with self-contained RVs looking for unique, beautiful, and peaceful overnight camping experiences across North America. When you become a member of Harvest Host, you can camp for free at all these places. Jennifer and I are Harvest Host members, and we've made so many great memories at Harvest Host locations. There's no charge for camping, and your Harvest Host membership fee is easily made up with just a couple of stays. Plus, you have awesome places to stay. If you use our special affiliate link of rvlifestyle.com slash hh, you'll automatically get 15% off the cost of your membership. That's 15% off, but you must use the special link, rvlifestyle.com slash hh. 
Welcome, everybody, to the RV Questions of the Week. We've got two of them for you this week. You want to do the first one? All right. The first question is, my husband and I are looking for a stick vacuum to put in their small trailer to bring with them. Do you have one to recommend? We have a handheld one, but both of us deal with back issues. We so enjoy your YouTube channel and podcast. Thank you for all you do to make our travels easy. Barry and Diane. You are in luck because we just got a vacuum that I love. I like it so much. I take it when we go home. I keep it in the RV. And when we're at the condo, I use it there, too. It wasn't that expensive, only about $150, $160. And uh, you can detach. So you have handheld for little spots. And it's a great little vacuum. Well, what's funny is as uh, we got this question from Barry and Diane, and I was kind of planning to answer it in the RV uh, as I was writing the, the rundown for this uh, podcast, Jen was in the next room doing some vacuuming. So mm-hmm. I just got the camera and walked in and said, show everybody your vacuum. And she did. And it's great. It gets picks up dog hair nicely, sand, because we're in the condo by the, by the ocean. So we've got all the sand issue. And Bo's dog hair is something else to deal with. Well, so it works out great. Let's, uh, let's let him look. All right. Because somebody asked, I'm going to show you my vacuum that I use. I use this in the house as well as I take it with me in the RV. This is the Shark Rocket. It runs about a little over $150. It's great for getting up pet hair. And it's great because you can just take it apart and put an attachment on it, and it works for those small places. It actually has a couple of attachments. This one works great for getting into those small spots. This has a remarkable amount of uh, power. And you just plug it in to recharge it. I love not having a cord that I have to deal with. So if, you've, if you're like me, you've discovered that a lot of people... Look at all that. Yeah, all the dog hair and sand and dust. I mean, this is pretty gross. Let me put this down. It's easy to disconnect. We just... Let's see. Got to figure this one out because I don't... Oh, right here. I don't want that coming open. Yeah, this is how we disconnect it. Woo! What about disaster? If I had disconnected the other, when you push down on this, it opens up and all that dog hair and dirt will come out. And with Bo, I could I could do a commercial. <laughs> now we're going to put a link to this on our Amazon influencers page. Uh, but what are, the, what are the, you can get it everywhere? What do they roughly cost? And roughly, we paid 160, I believe, for this. I saw it in uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, and I decided I was going to go back and get another one, and they were gone. And then they had a more expensive one that advertised pet hair and everything, and I think it was about 350 But this one isn't that expensive, and I just love it. I can't believe how, how easy it is to work. It's lightweight, which as we get older, lightweight is good. Carrying it in the RV, lightweight is good. It works. It works just great. I don't know how I got along without it. And the neat thing is it's rechargeable. You can work it on uh, hard floors, but it will also work on carpet. See, they've got these rollers. It has two different speeds with it. Yeah, right there. And it has an attachment for uh, upholstery. So we've tried a lot of different vacuums. We have. And this one does double duty, right? Double duty. I really like this. So in the RV or at home or in our condo like we are here in Florida. Now, it isn't, it doesn't win five stars or something for the best suction because it's $150. I've got one at home that's German. I think it was 
I won't even say what I paid for it. You know, it's hard to move around. It's heavy. But this one is fantastic. Again, that's the Shark Rocket. It's uh, cordless. And uh, if you want to check it out yourself, we have it linked up on our RV Lifestyle gear page. Just go to rvlifestyle.com slash gear, rvlifestyle.com slash gear, and you can check it out there. Uh, we paid 159 for it, and you know Amazon, I don't know what the prices are today, but uh, uh, there's a link to it, and you can check it out yourself. All right, one more question. This one came to our RV Lifestyle uh, voicemail number uh, from one of our Canadian followers. Well, hi there, Mike uh, and Jennifer and Bo. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Uh, my name is Jacques. I'm calling from Montreal. I'm soon to get an LTV, um, uh, and I'm uh, wondering, have you ever used that gizmo, <laughs> for lack of a better term, that lets you run your um, air conditioner off of the lithium batteries? And if so, how well and how long can it run off of two uh, good lithium batteries? So I guess, um, yeah, if you can help me out with that, I'd really appreciate it. And uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Jacques, for the question. And the device I believe you're talking about is the Soft Start RV. And that is a gadget that we uh, have been talking about for a couple of years. We finally installed it on our RV earlier this summer. And, and we're happy that we did. And what it does is, like when your RV starts up, okay, when your RV air conditioner starts up, there's this huge demand for power because it, it not just starts the air conditioner and it starts also the compressor and there's this big spike. Well, this soft start lowers that. So it's not quite the demand. And the result is, is that you can plug into a small generator if you carry around one of those little small generators or if you have a household current, if you're mooch stocking. A 20 amp household circuit will let you run your air conditioner, which is great when you're mooch stocking at friends and relatives. Now, you specifically ask uh, about batteries, about uh, some good lithium batteries, you said. Uh, well, the batteries, uh, yes, they're power, but that's really not what will fire up your air conditioner. It's really your inverter. So, on that new rig, you're getting how big is the inverter? Uh, a minimum should be 2,000, much better 3,000 watt inverter. And the inverter will take out the power from your lithium batteries fairly quick. And because you're taking out that power faster than the solar is charging them, uh, over a while, those batteries are gonna be really depleted. Um, I am really less inclined to start an RV from just battery power, unless you had uh, maybe three uh, or four lithium batteries and at least a 3,000 watt inverter. Then I think you could run that air conditioner for a few hours, but, um, but you're not gonna have good luck with just a couple of lithium batteries and the standard 2,000 watt inverter that I believe LTV uh, includes standard on your rigs. Check out Soft Start for all of you. That is just a great, uh, great thing to have. You can find a link to it at uh, rvlifestyle.com. Soft Start RV. Uh, it's uh, we get a pretty good discount uh, over its normal retail price if you go to that link, uh, rvlifestyle.com/softstartrv. But I'm really glad we got it, aren't you? Yes, I am glad. Yep. All right, we come back. We're going to talk about snowbirds and uh, when you need to make a reservation. Is it too late? Already?
You're now looking at one of the most amazing solutions we've found for helping find great campsites. Just like Google Street View, but for campgrounds. We can now go and virtually tour campgrounds across the country thanks to campgroundviews.com. They are directly integrated with recreation.gov and allow you to pick your dates and click on and pick sites that are available. You can then reserve your site directly from recreation.gov with confidence that the site is just what you want it to be. It's a game changer for all of us campers seeking great camping sites. I've been finding amazing camping sites all across the country using this tool, and it's live right now for members to use. Go to campgroundviews.com, get access to the solution, and watch and experience as they bring hundreds more of these locations online for us to tour. This is revolutionary technology at your fingertips right now. Go to campgroundviews.com, check out the brand new campground virtual tours, and finally, look where you're going. When we're asked what's the most important modification we made to our RV, it's an easy answer. Battleborn batteries. Battleborn batteries are quality, safe, reliable lithium batteries that allow us to stay out there off the grid longer. Lithium batteries charge faster, they charge fuller, they're longer lasting, they're maintenance free. And battleborn batteries are protected by a 10 year guarantee. Now, in our case, they just dropped into the existing AGM batteries that we have. And they'll probably be the same on your rig, too. Battleborn battery experts can get those in your rig just like they did with ours. They can also match you up with the right cabling, the inverter, the charger, the solar controller, everything. Jennifer and I swear by our Battleborn batteries. They allow us to boondock off the grid. Check them out. Go to rvlifestyle.com slash lithium rvlifestyle.com slash lithium. Welcome back, everybody, to the interview of the week where we're going to give some tips about being a snowbird. Now, this came about basically uh, from a lot of questions that we get from people saying, hey, we want to go to Florida for the winter. And the fact that we are now in Florida and uh, when we were doing our Ask Us Anything uh, out at uh, an RV park in Navarre, Florida, we got talking with some of the folks there about snowbirds, and we realized that um, there's a lot of misconceptions out there uh, when people think about going to Florida. And I guess the first thing we want to make sure before we play this little short interview is that people understand that Florida has different climates in the winter. <laughs> up here where we are, it's a big snowbird area for sure, but up in the panhandle, it's not all sunshine and suntans in the wintertime. Right. It can get quite cold here. The only thing missing is snow. They don't get snow, <laughs> but it can get very cold and very windy. And uh, I don't mind it being a little bit colder. But if you think it's going to be just hot, warm weather, think again. So when you go to Florida, make sure you take some warm clothes with you. And know where you're, you know, depending on the region you're going. Now, the mm -hmm. Panhandle area... Where, where we are now and where we spent a lot of our winter time, you don't have to winterize your RV. It may dip down near 32 once or twice briefly for an hour or two, but it's, uh, it can be breezy. Uh, daytime temperatures, uh, upper 40s, 50s, more typical, sometimes 60s. We've even had a couple of 70-day degrees, you know, in January, February. But it is much cooler in the panhandle. And if you want really warm weather you got to go south in the peninsula south mm -hmm. in the florida peninsula but all that is assuming you can find a spot 
uh, as you'll meet from uh, our friends at uh, the Hideaway Camping Retreat in Navarre, Florida, a lot of the choice snowbird spots have already been taken. So Maddie, there's a lot of people who are planning to be snowbirds, and this is, is this is the time, right? Right. Give us some tips about what snowbirds need to know uh, in August if they want a place come wintertime. Well, we were just talking about how you think you're in Florida, it's going to be warm. Think again, dress, dress warm. It'll be kind of chilly, especially by the water. Um, if you're looking to come stay down, I would recommend booking early because a lot of snowbirds do come out, you know, around then, um, so it gets booked up fast. When is sure. snowbird season? Um, I would say November through March. November through March. And how far ahead do things get booked up for, like, monthly rates for the We're season? We're pretty booked now for this winter. When did that start? Um, I would say probably about two months ago. Really? Yes, so. June is when you want to actually be booking. But right. there are still some places, there right? There are. Yes, there are. And we still have a couple openings, but it does book up fast. Now, you're here in the Panhandle, where it is a little bit cooler. Correct. Uh, what is the general temperatures that people can expect from November through March? I would say um, 40s, 50s. In the daytime? Mm -hmm. In the daytimes, maybe low 60s, but yep. it's mostly throughout the 50s. And at night, it can get pretty Chilly. close to freezing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now, as you move further south down the peninsula... Warmer. It's a little bit warmer. Yep. So, if somebody wants guaranteed warm weather, they really need to be... I would I've, say, like, Apalachicola, Orlando, you know, Clearwater, Kissimmee, like, somewhere around there. Somewhere the mid-state or south. Correct. To really start to get, to get uh, warm weather. So, uh, when you pick a snowbird uh, spot to say, what should people look for? Definitely do research on local attractions um, because you'll find that throughout the winter um, some places get more packed and some don't. So you want to kind of look at the attractions to see what's going to be available when you come. So uh, you're basically doing some research on your area. On your area, correct. Uh, what are the things that are important? I would imagine supermarkets, drugstores, yes. restaurants. Yes, people love because we have that, you know, Walmart a mile down the street. Definitely research on stores, restaurants. Restaurants are a big thing, especially because when you're on the beach or in Florida, you want good views, too. So Now, um, when you talk about people look at the panhandle, it's a little cooler, uh, warmer to the south, always carrying good, you know, lots of clothes. Uh, when you pick a site, uh, a lot of the people are kind of picking them blindly, right? Because right. they can't, they're, they're just booking them online, right? Right, correct. Yeah. And what do they ask you when they book a site for a season? What kind of things they want to know about? Um, mostly shade, because in the wintertime they do want sun. And, of course, here we have a lot of shady trees, so that's a big question. Um, another thing is how close they are to the water, because, you know, with wind and stuff, like right now, it does get super windy during the winter. Um, another thing is water temperature. A lot of people are like, well, is it worth staying on the beach? Because, yeah, we're going to get the views, but can we get in the water? Because sometimes the water does get cold. So... I think the takeaway is different parts of Florida have different climates. It's not just because you're in Florida that it's going to be warm. Correct. And finding those amenities. Uh, where are most of your snowbirds from that are coming here to uh, Hideaway? A lot of them. I've had a lot from the, let's see, I saw you waffles, south, or north, northeast. Yeah. Northeast, a lot of people from like New Hampshire and New York and 
Maryland and a lot of places up there, we've had a lot of them. Now, it's been a crazy year because of travel restrictions with Canada, but uh, in the past I've seen a lot of Canadian snowbirds yes, down here. Yes, I have not got to meet one this year, but that yeah. would be cool. That's they haven't bought any in, of course, they're not allowed. Right, they just extended right. that. But So the time was June to get your snowbird place. Yes. But there are still some places. Uh, you guys here at Hideaway, you have a couple of extras, yes, right? Uh, but they better do it quick because they'll go very fast. Right, <laughs> yes. And Maddie, thank you for helping us understand how to get that special place come snowbird season. Start early, right? Start early. So that's the situation uh, most specifically about uh, the panhandle for snowbirds. A lot of the spots already taken. Now, further south, there's more competition because more people want warm weather. Right. In like Ocala, there's a lot of new parks being opened for snowbirds. So it's easier to find places there. And okay. Ocala lots. being the center of the state, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that whole region uh, around the villages and uh, we saw so many new RV uh, snowbird communities being, being built up. And then if you really want warm weather in the summer, you've got to be pretty much, I think, south of Saratoga, or Sarasota, don't you think? I think so. Naples is usually quite warm, and then, of course, you can't go wrong with the Keys if you can get a spot there. And you're going to probably be inland because the uh, the beach campgrounds in Florida book up well over a year in advance. Uh, if you're looking for uh, a snowbird place now, Pretty much, you're going to be inland, uh, a drive from the beach. But uh, you you don't have a lot of time to waste if you want to get in. Snowbird season, again, runs from November through March. And most of the good spots have already been taken. So you've got some work to make up. But you can always start thinking about 2023 <laughs> or, the, or November of 2022. But uh, good luck. If you are a snowbird and you've got some tips, uh, send them in to us. You can reach us, and we love your questions too, at Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. Mike and Jen, RVLifestyle.com. One of the things we love is when we get your tips and your questions by video, just do a selfie. Just uh, uh, record yourself asking us the question and send that in as well. Uh, Mike and Jen at RVLifestyle.com. All right, we've been talking about where to stay. When we come back, we've got a hidden campground gem that uh, a lot of people don't know about that you can probably get in even this weekend. What do you think this one is? I don't know. It's in Michigan. Ooh. We'll have that from Mark Kep of CampgroundViews.com coming up. If you've visited an RV park lately, surely, besides all the RVs, you've seen these e-bikes. Jennifer and I are proud e-bike owners, and the e-bike that we chose are Rad Power Bikes, America's number one e-bike brand offering direct-to-consumer pricing on powerful premium electric bikes. Jen and I love our Rad Power Bikes. We use them to go around the campground, to explore the area we're in. I have the city bike version. Hers is the step-through model. And those are just two of a whole bunch of different models offered by Rad Power Bikes. All of them can reach 20 miles an hour with zero pedaling. But of course, you can also pedal. And you've got five different levels of pedal assist to make the going just a little bit easier and fun. You can go between 20 to 40 miles on a single charge. Now, here's the deal. You can save $75 off if you use the coupon code RV Lifestyle at checkout. Plus, of course, free shipping. 
Fall is just around the corner, so it's time to start thinking about prepping for the off-season. And whether you own an RV, a travel trailer, or a camper, EmpireCovers.com is here to help you protect all your vehicles against Mother Nature. EmpireCovers.com offers high-quality, affordable covers that are engineered to protect. Every cover comes with a free multi-year warranty to guarantee that it remains durable over time. If you're not in need of a full cover, Empire has just launched a line of RV rooftop covers that keep the roof of your RV clean and protected from UV rays. Listeners can receive free shipping and 60% off the original price of their cover order. Visit EmpireCovers.com slash RV Lifestyle or use the promo code RV60 at checkout. EmpireCovers.com. Protect what you love. Welcome back, and now it's time to hear this hidden gem in Michigan near Benton Harbor. So, Mark, let's hear it. Mark Kep from CampgroundViews.com. Hello, Mike and Jen. Welcome, everybody. Today, we're going to take a look at a hidden gem campground located in the state of Michigan. Specifically, it's on the southwestern portion of the state, just outside a town called St. Joseph. If you're from, familiar with the region, St. Joseph is a popular tourist stop along the Great Lake there, and a very pretty location to go. The campground is nearby, and it's called Eden Springs Park and Campground. Now, Eden Springs Park and Campground is nothing special as far as RV parks and campgrounds go, except for when you look at the history of the location. Historically, there used to be a, a location called House of David, and it was a commune back in the early 1900s. And the way that commune generated money is it had an on-site amusement park, very popular with trains for kids so kids could ride these old steam trains and uh, hand carts around the train tracks and the location was also famous for their traveling baseball team and their on-site baseball stadium the house of david baseball park and baseball team were world renowned for their skills and techniques in baseball this is old style baseball the, the old gloves you know early 1900 stuff right back when it was the american pastime the campground is on the location of House of David. In fact, the original site of the baseball diamond, they still use it at now as a demonstration place where people can come, they dress up like the old-style baseball players, and they play an old-style baseball game. Kids can also then get rides on when they have them going, these old-style steam small uh, uh, trains. Very unique location. Eden Springs Campground in Benton Harbor, Michigan is our hidden gem campground of the week and another example of one of those unique locations that our RVs and campers can take us. There'll be a link in the description below to get you to that location and feel free to comment if you've ever been there. If you're thinking about going there, leave a comment below. Marquette, back to you, Mike and Jen. They call Lake Michigan the third coast and that Benton Harbor area is a beautiful area. And that's a great-looking park that Mark found for us. we got to go check that out. Yeah. Uh, campgroundviews.com is Mark's site. We will put a link to that specific uh, campground he found for you in Benton Harbor uh, right below. Uh, just uh, follow that link and uh, look on the uh, show notes at rvlifestyle.com. We'll put a link in, on there as well. And uh, give it a try. Hey, before we end this podcast completely, we want to give a shout-out to Tom and Patty Burkett, who for years have been doing off-the-beaten-path reports for the audio version of the podcast, and we've tried to make a video version of it, too, since we started doing that. 
Well, the Burkitts are uh, taking a hiatus, as they say, uh, a break from uh, producing those reports. So you're not going to be hearing them for a while. Uh, Tom sent us a really nice note explaining that because of COVID and some various things they have going on, their travel well of the repository of all the stories has kind of run low. And so they need to get back on the road again and uh, gather up some more of those stories. And, uh, and we'll see uh, where we come up later next year. But we have sure had some great reports from the Burkitts. And I know you're going to miss that part of the podcast, and we're going to miss it too. And the Burkitts are wonderful people, and I'm sure you'll be seeing them out on the road again when you're out there camping. And uh, they sure came up with some great fun spots to go see. And we'll kind of try and twist their arms to uh, check in with us every now and then. All right, we want to kind of wrap up this episode of the podcast by uh, talking about a cool product. We're going to add this uh, segment now to the podcast uh, in this time uh, going forward because there are so many things out there that we're always asked about. So we want to talk about one of our favorite little devices. It's very inexpensive, and it's called the Lucy Light. Yeah, when we found that, I thought that is the coolest thing. It's solar charged. Just put it in the window of your rig and let the sun charge it, and then at night, turn it on. And it's a great little light. It's a like a little. It, it collapses down, and then it you, you you like a little balloon. You blow it up, and it blows up into a little a little lantern. And uh, we shot a little video on it with Jen demonstrating it. And that will be obviously to everybody who uh, wants to listen uh, to it. You can hear it. And those of you who are watching this on uh, YouTube, you can also see this little demo. So uh, here's what that Lucy light looks like. This is a Lucy light. It is a wonderful light. You can use it as a lantern or you can set it on top of a picnic table or wherever else you need some light. You inflate it, the bottom, you blow it up. When you don't need it, it compresses, doesn't take up much room whatsoever. It has a battery in it. It's solar powered. You put it out in the daytime so it can get some light. And then in the evening when you need it, put it wherever you want to turn it on, hit it once, make it brighter, twice. If you need attention or you want to let the mosquitoes know where you are, There you go. It'll be a blinking light. Every time we use it, people want to know where we got it because they want one. This is just a handy little light to have, and they cost $25. All right, $25, and uh, that's what that Lucy light costs. Pretty cool. I like it. Yeah, and again, we just throw it on the dashboard as we're driving. Sun charges, that little solar charge, and, and the charge lasts several hours. So we like bring it out, put it on the picnic table, or hang it from the awning, and um, if you're boondocking, you know, you don't have to turn your LED lights on. A couple of those inside at night will keep it lit up for you. Uh, we'll put a link to it it's on our gear page. Like everything else we talk about here, just go to rvlifestyle.com gear. rvlifestyle.com gear. And that's it for episode 359. We're back every Wednesday with the new podcast, audio and video versions. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Happy trails.